Hello, everyone. This is Ryan, one half of the titular wrestling purists. You'll hear this little intro before each one of the lost episodes. So before this podcast was started, I got my break into podcasting in 2020 with a podcast called Podcast World Order, also known as PWO. Jeff was known on their show as the resident wrestling purist. On their YouTube channel, I would have a weekly show called Referee's Discretion that turned into the ref bump with Jeff, which then turned back into Referee's Discretion, but this time with Jeff. Uh, shortly after that, I decided to leave PWO to start the Wrestling Purist with Jeff. So I owe the name of the Wrestling Purist to Jeff and my break into podcasting to the guys at PWO. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Check out the Wrestling Purist on all social media at WPPod1. That's WPPOD1. And I hope you enjoy some of my early work as a reviewer. Hello, everyone. Cod Sinclair back again with another episode of Referee's Discretion. Today, we're taking a look at WWF SummerSlam 2000, which took place on August 27th in Raleigh, North Carolina. This event is available to watch on the WWE Network. Jumping right into the show, a ton of pyro. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler are here to greet us on commentary. Opening matchup, right to censor. Uh, Stephen Richards, Bull Buchanan, and The Good Father uh, taking on Too Cool, uh, the trio of Rikishi, Grandmaster Sexay, and Scotty Tuhati. Um, first off, one of the most annoying entrance themes of all time belongs to Right to Censor. Um, I get it, but just they would be a group and a stable for long after this, so um, just the repetitiveness of it is just droning. Uh, right to Censor, though, out first, Steven Richards gets on the mic, but is quickly cut off by Too Cool and a huge pop from the crowd. Rikishi, also accompanied by two of the Good fathers, former female escorts, one by the name of Mandy, and the other one is Victoria. Um, and this would be a future two-time WWE Women's Champion, five-time TNA Knockouts Champion, and a single uh, run as uh, the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Champion. Um, jumping right into the action, though, Scotty Tuhani and Bull Buchanan are legal. Getting... Off to a fast start here. Scotty Twatty in control hits a big crossbody from the top rope for a near fall. Tagging in Grandmaster Sexay now. Tag team double suplex. Bull Buchanan rolls in his corner. Tags in the good father. Going for a clothesline. Um, Grandmaster ducks and dumps good father to the outside. Uh, Grandmas Grandmaster, excuse me. Holds the Goodfather so his former escorts can get a slap in. Goodfather face palms Victoria to the floor and grabs the other one by the hair and throws her to the ground. Um, if there was any question if this was an Attitude Error show or not, that should have answered your question. Um, while that was going on, uh, Bull grabbed Grandmaster Sexay and threw him into the ring steps. Goodfather getting right to censor back in control of the match. Tags and Bull Buchanan. 
hits a backbreaker, tags in Steven Richards, immediately hits a powerbomb for a near fall. Richards up to the top rope but gets crotched. Grandmaster Sexy hits a huge superplex, reaching for the tag now. Hot tag to Rikishi. House of Fire coming in. Rikishi throws Steven Richards out. Ghostly, but Victoria throws him back in. He has all three members of Right to Censor in the corner. And after a big splash from Scotty to Hottie, then Grandmaster Sexy, Richards is left in the corner, sinks down, and gets the stink face. Remember the stink face for later in the show. Back to the match, though. Right to Censor jumped too cool again, but Scotty goes to hit Bull Buchanan with the worm. Steven Richards slides into the ring, super kicks him, and gets the win. Um, I'll give this a one count to start. It was very fast-paced from start to finish, um, along with some little flair of attitude error in there. Um, the super kick that got Steven Richards the win, horribly missed. Um, the match in general was a bit slapsticky, but it was a fine opener. Uh, the worst part was that we had to hear that awful right to censor theme again. Highlights from earlier on Sunday Night Heat. Jonathan Coachman catches up with Kurt Angle, asking what he was thinking, taking advantage of Stephanie McMahon on SmackDown. He says, are you questioning my integrity? Uh, then later uh, on Heat, Stephanie walks in looking for Triple H. Coach says he's not here, but Kurt is. She goes to walk that way a couple of steps, but then walks the other way. Um, also on Heat, this is a very long segment. Um, it shows Kurt walking into the McMahon-Helmsley locker room. Um, cut to Michael Cole, though, backstage with hardcore champion Shane McMahon, who asks him his thoughts on Stephanie's actions. He starts to speak, but then sees his opponent, Steve Blackman, coming around the corner and hightails it out of there. Next matchup, we have the Road Dog Jesse James, against X-Pac, both members at this point a member of D-Generation X. This match came from the go-home episodes of Raw and SmackDown. On Raw, there was some tension that resulted in X-Pac pushing Road Dogg through a table. And on SmackDown, Road Dogg left a, a match with him and X-Pac versus The Undertaker, which was a handicap match. Uh, Taker got the advantage, chokeslammed, and beat X-Pac. Um... To the match now, a good bit of posing and crotch chops in this one. Crowd fully behind Road Dog. He gives X Pac a kick to the butt that sends him flying out of the ring. X Pac gets back in, takes control, getting Road Dog in the corner, giving him a roundhouse kick, sending him to the bottom turnbuckle. Road Dog, however, avoids the Bronco Buster. X Pac locks in a sleeper. Road Dog getting his comeback though, however, is cut short with a spinning heel kick. X Pac now connects with the Bronco Buster, although taunting too much afterwards. Road Dog getting in some shake, rattle, and roll. He does go for a pump handle slam. X Pac reverses, goes for an X Factor, but is turned into a powerbomb by Road Dog. Road Dog goes for another pump handle slam. X-Pac takes him to Dick Kick City, then hits an X-Factor for the win. Post-match, X-Pac says we found out who the better man was. Uh, goes to shake his hand. Road Dog responds by hitting him with a big pump handle slam. Um, 
I'm going to grade this a count out. The match was half taunting and half mediocre wrestling. It's very much so like a match in WWE 2K career mode where you're trying to get yourself enough percentage points to get a finisher, but you have to connect with at least some moves between the start and the finisher to get to your finisher quicker. Uh, so you're doing taunts and whatever really move you can think of to gain your percentage points. Um, not a great match to follow up the six-man tag to start the show. Following that stinker of a match, we get an advertisement for Vinny's Steakhouse and Tavern in Raleigh, North Carolina. Cut to there, going to China and Eddie Guerrero backstage. Eddie is full deep into this Latino heat gimmick. Says that he's not the jealous type, but no matter who wins the title, they're both winners. China says that at least one of them will get lucky tonight. Gives Eddie Guerrero that look, and of course, Latino heat. Um, cuts from that right to their opponents, Trish Stratus and the Intercontinental Champion Val Venus. Trish is complaining that people consider China more of a centerfold than Trish. Val Venus says none of that matters. The only thing that matters is the Intercontinental Championship. Then he tells Trish that she better carry her weight. On to the match now. It is official. It's China and Eddie Guerrero versus Trish Stratus and Val Venus for the Intercontinental Championship. Whoever scores the pinfall, whoever it may be, will be the new or still Intercontinental Champion. Strange remix to the Val Venus original theme gives you hints of uh, Sylvan's theme uh, from the mid-2000s after he split from La Resistance. Val Venus, Eddie Guerrero locking up to start the match. Val in control for the most part. Irish whips Eddie into his own corner and China sneaks a tag. Eddie spins Val into China, gives him a big clothesline. Flapjack double team move on Val for a near fall. Val Venus selling hard for China and not getting that much offense in until China goes after Trish. Val saves Trish with a big belly to back suplex on China. China gets Val Venus in the corner, starts kicking him in the midsection. The kicks look super weak, though, um, but then gives him a suplex, and that looks okay. Big scoop slam, Val to the second rope, and misses with an elbow drop. China goes to tag Eddie, but Val stops her, cuts her off. Eddie distracts the ref. China with a low blow goes for a power bomb, but Val Venus reverses with a back body drop. China comes back with a DDT, and finally we get the hot tag to Eddie. Val, though, with a blue thunder bomb. Shortly thereafter, him and Eddie are running the ropes and coconut right into each other. Val tags in Trish, and she gets a near fall. Eddie trips Trish and tags in China. A couple of clotheslines and a scoop slam to Trish. Val interferes and pulls China's hair. Uh, Val and Trish go for a double clothesline, but Eddie trips Val, pushes him, sorry, pulls him to the outside. Trish hits the mat after a clothesline attempt. China with a military press slam and pins Trish. Per the rules, China is your new intercontinental champion. I will give this a half count. Very below average match here. Everything took a backseat to China for this one. Um, 
Val Venus's offense was plotting, very underwhelming. Um, it killed a lot of the energy that this match had. Um, the half count is purely for Eddie's athletic offense. Backstage now, a woman named Janet is talking to Stephanie, telling her everyone saw her kissing Kurt last week. Steph says that he kissed her, but Janet says all the women are wondering if Kurt is a hunk or a hottie, to which Steph says that Kurt is a good kisser. Um, these segments, and I'll get more into it at the end, I understand it's for the greater plot uh, fueling the main event, um, but some of these are just really painful to get through. Uh, but I'll get into it more um, once we get to the main event and then the ending of the review. All right, grudge match. Uh, Taz versus Jerry the King Lawler. Um, how we got here on Raw, Taz takes some verbal shots at Jim Ross on commentary. Taz telling Jerry to slap him in the face, to which he does. And when he asks for another one, King steps in and gives him a right hand. Weeks go on as they sneak attack each other. One segment has JR in a car, JR sitting in the passenger seat. Taz breaks the window and glass goes into JR's face. Um, Taz out to the ring first, uh, cosplaying as JR, uh, putting on the dark glasses and a cane, pretending to be blind. Um, one thing I haven't made note of yet, because honestly it hasn't been relevant to this point, um, JR is bandaged up on his face, um, more than likely just to sell this angle. Um, King has had enough, though. Jumps Taz to get the match started. Uh, the referee for this match, fun fact, is Teddy Long. Too bad it's not a tag match player. Okay. Um, King is not letting up here, staying on offense for the first part of the match. King misses a right hand from the second rope, and Taz now gains control. He throws King to the outside, takes some time to throw some more shade at JR, but that lets King regain control. King throws Taz back into the ring, but Taz gets the upper hand and headbutts him in the midsection. Taz goes for a swanton bomb, eats all of it. Lawler pulls his single strap down, hits Taz with a pile driver. Taz no-sells, gets right back up. Uh, Teddy Long gets knocked down. Taz locks in a Taz mission. JR gets up from commentary, grabs his glass candy jar, and slams it over the head of Taz. Glass shards all over the ring. King pins Taz for the win. I'm also going to grade this account out. Um, not, not a whole lot going on in this one. Um, Jerry the King Lawler getting his minimal offense in. Um, other than that, a lot of just, just a lot of holds and grapples. Um, the one thing that popped me though was um, was Taz got right back up after that. You know, just just no sold the move completely. Got right back up, um, showing us shades of Taz of old. Um, unfortunately, not too long after this, he would uh, switch to the commentary table indefinitely, um, ending his in ring career. Um, but as far as the match goes, um, not a whole lot. And then. JR with the candy jar at the end. Kind of a fitting ending, but Taz could have had the match won if he wouldn't have been monologuing the whole time to JR. Lillian Garcia backstage with Shane, who asks him how he feels about Kurt kissing Steph. 
Blackman then once more comes around the corner and chases Shane to the ring. And no chance, so that's what you got. We get Shane McMahon versus Steve Blackman for the Hardcore Championship now. Uh, video package shows Shane winning the title on Raw with help from Test, A-Train, Edge, and Christian. Um, hot potato with the kendo stick to start. Blackman turns his back to give Shane a free shot. And Blackman takes the kendo stick from him when he goes for his attempt. Shane sprints into the crowd and Blackman gives chase. Blackman does eventually catch Shane and hits him with a trash can. Back in the ring now. Blackman gets to work with a trash can lid. Blackman pulls out his Escrima sticks. I hope I got that right. Um, his two sticks. Um, and a trash can. Puts the trash can over Shane's head and goes to town. He then finishes with a super kick for a near fall. Blackman gets a leather strap and hooks Shane to the other side. Gets him in a single leg Boston Crab. Choking Shane with the strap in the process. Very innovative move here. Then we get a run-in from Test and A-Train. This quickly turns into a three-on-one assault. Shane's dragging Blackman up the entrance ramp with the strap. Test tries to drop an amplifier on Steve Blackman and misses. A-Train tries to get him with the kendo stick, misses, and inadvertently hits Test. Blackman has the kendo stick now, takes TNA out completely. Shane hits Steve Blackman from behind, flees, and is now climbing the scaffolding that's a part of the entrance set. Blackman is hot on the trail with the kendo stick. As Blackman starts getting closer, he continues to hit Shane in the back with the kendo stick. Shane runs out of room, can't climb anymore. Blackman gets to the other side of the scaffolding. Um, one shot to the back later, and Shane plummets from the scaffolding. Um, absolutely insane, incredible spot there. Um, not too long after, trying to do each other, Blackman follows up with a huge elbow drop from the same height onto Shane for the win. Um, this originally was going to get a half count for me because there was just too much cat and mouse. Um, but I'm bumping it up to a one. That final spot, I mean, I wish the match was better. Because uh, that scaffold spot is absolutely crazy. Um, this is not out of out of the norm for Shane McMahon. Um, Shane is known to do these high spots. Um, a lot of respect, though, for these two guys for taking that spot in general. Um, like I said, though, I wish the match were just better. Shane is being stretchered out, and they cut to Stephanie worried about Shane, asking if he's okay. Kurt goes in to talk to her about last week, and she says, I'm only concerned about Shane right now. He says, oh, I probably just got the wind knocked out of him. Did you see that spot? <laughs> um, they embrace very quickly. Then Mick Foley walks in and says, Shane fell on his kisser. Her, uh, Steph and Mick leave. Um, Kurt's standing there like, what do I do now? Um, and here we are to the next match. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit in a two out of three falls match. Uh, Jericho to the ring first, followed by Benoit, immediately start throwing hands. Early ref bump, all three men are to the outside. 
Benoit flapjacks Jericho into the ring post. Back in the ring trading submission attempts. Jericho with a German suplex for a near fall. Jericho with a bulldog goes for a lion salt. Benoit gets the knees up, locks in the crossface, and he wins the first fall. So right now we're at one nothing. Chris Benoit. Um, I'm not sure if this was done intentionally or if it was an error by production, but Benoit's music plays for like five to ten seconds after Jericho taps. Either way, Benoit gets right back to work, locking the crossface back in, but Jericho this time gets to the ropes. Benoit focusing on his shoulder, gets Jericho in a tree of woe, and pulls his arms under the bottom turnbuckle. Very unique and effective move. Benoit throws Jericho into the ring post. Bad shoulder first multiple times. Jericho, though, looks to be getting his second wind here, but Benoit attempting to hit his trio of German suplexes. Jericho counters one of them into the walls of Jericho, and Benoit taps. We are tied at one here. Next fall wins the match. Um, real quick, they played Jericho's music here, too, for five seconds or so. Um, so I guess it's just to let the crowd know and the fans at home who won the fall. Jericho definitely hitting his second wind here. Hits a spinning back elbow from the top rope for a near fall. Jericho going for a powerbomb, but can't get him up because of his shoulder. Benoit with a big back body drop. Jericho counters into a bridge and a backslide attempt. Benoit with a snapdragon for a near fall. Benoit to the top. Jericho crotches him, climbs up with him, and hits Benoit with a huge Hurricane Rana. Crawls over for yet another near fall. Spinning heel kick from Jericho, followed by a back elbow, which definitely looked like a Judas effect, um, but then hits the lion salt. Jericho with an inside cradle. Benoit counters with one of his own, and while holding the ropes, gets the win. Uh, two to one, Benoit, and that is it. This gets a two count for me. Uh, great back and forth from these guys. Great story in the match. Great fast-paced action. Um, it wouldn't be long, though, before both of these men were in the main event scene. And this match shows that that they are capable and they are well-deserving future world champions. All right. Another video package recap is shown featuring Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon's kiss. I will leave it there and continue on. Video package is shown for the tables, ladders, and chairs match, where each team is shown using their trademark weapons over the past few weeks. Uh, the Dudley boys with their tables, the Hardys with the ladders, and Edge and Christian with the chairs. Um, Edge and Christian are the tag champs coming into this contest. Um, once again, taking on the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys. Uh, this is the first um, tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um... There have been ladder matches before and tables, um, or in ladder matches, tables have been used. This is the first match, though, that that it's given the TLC moniker. Um, carrying on, though. Huge pop for the Hardy Boys, who are from right down the road in Cameron, North Carolina. Uh, the other two teams are in the ring already. They run to the ring so fast, Howard Finkel doesn't even have time to announce them. We are underway. Matt throws the chair right into Bubba's face, followed by a poetry in motion. 
Christian hits his own variation of a poetry in motion, jumping off of a chair into Devon. Bubba throws a ladder into the face of Edge, followed by a DDT. Bubba starts to climb the ladder, but gets caught by both Hardys. Two ladders up now. Devon and Jeff climbing. Edge hits a double Russian leg sweep, and all three men are down. Christian gets chased up the ladder by Bubba, who hits a full Nelson sit-out powerbomb off of the ladder. I almost mistakenly refer to this as a Bubba bomb, um... So whichever you feel is right, there you go. Jeff climbing. Edge pushes him off onto another ladder and seesaws a ladder into Matt's face. Edge and Christian go for a concerto but miss. Bubba clotheslines him with a ladder around his neck and then does the same thing to Matt shortly thereafter. Waza from the Dudleys off of the ladder onto Edge. And then with the Dudleys, the only one standing in the ring, we get a, Devon, get the tables. Huge pop. Dudleys hit a 3D on Christian through the table. There are two tables set up side by side on the outside. So the Dudleys set two more tables right on top of those. Back in the ring, they go to put Jeff through the tables, but Edge hits both Dudleys with a chair in the head. Matt with a big twist of fate to Edge, followed by a leg drop from the top of the ladder. Jeff with a leapfrog leg drop from the turnbuckle over the top of the ladder. Matt gets Edge sandwiched inside the ladders, Christian to the top rope. Matt cuts him off and throws him on the ladder that Edge is in. Let's take a breath. Jeff gets Bubba on two side-by-side tables, on the side of the ring, sets up a huge ladder, climbs up it, takes off for a swanton, Bubba moves, and Jeff eats all of it. Um, very much so, um, think of the ladder that he used at the most recent WrestleMania, um, where they came back. I want to say, I, I know it was the one in Orlando um, at the Camping World Arena. Um, 32, 33? Correct me in the comments below. Um, Matt climbing up one side of the ladder, Devon climbing up the other side, both cut off by Edge and Christian. Christian hits a reverse DDT on Matt off of the ladder, and Edge hangs Devon's neck across the top rope. Bubba, the only man standing. Here we go. Dudley's for the championships. Climbs the big ladder. Edge and Christian are up. Push the ladder over, and Bubba flies through the tables the double-decker tables that are on the outside. Um, he he did overshoot it just a touch. Um, he hit three of the four tables um, on the outside, but still. <sighs> Boo Birds are out now, though, um, as Edge and Christian are the only ones standing, climbing the ladder almost to the top. Boo's turn to cheers. Lita's coming out, pushes the ladder over, crotching them both on the top rope. Matt climbing the ladder now almost to the top. Devon tips it back and sends him to the outside through two tables. Lita checking on him. Edge spears Lita and her head hits the corner of the ladder. Scary looking spot on top of all the other ones. Devon and Jeff climbing the ladder in the ring now. Fighting at the top of the ladder. 
Edge pushes the ladder and both men are hanging by the rope that's holding the belts. Devon falls on his own accord. Edge hits Christian. Sorry, Edge and Christian hit Jeff with another ladder, knocking him down. Edge and Christian get the big ladder, climb to the top, and retrieve the titles. Still tag team champions, Edge and Christian. Um, there's yet to be a three count uh, here on this show yet. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't end today. Um, what does end today is the highest rating one can be given. It's a five count, um, a la King Kong Bundy and Biggie Langston. All right, this gets a five count. Where to begin? Carnage from start to finish. Not a dull moment in the match. Excitement, high risk, storytelling, violence, and best of all, the crowd was glued to the action the entire time. Absolutely incredible match, one for the ages. Many people, and I'm not sure if they're saying this without watching this match, many people prefer the WrestleMania 17 uh, TLC match with these three teams as opposed to this one. I disagree. I love that match, but I absolutely adore this match. This is the best match we've seen here on referees discretion to this point. If you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. If you don't want to waste your time through the pay-per-view when you get on to uh, the WWE network, you can actually uh, go to a drop down Arrow, and you can skip directly to the match. You don't even need to watch anything else be before this or after this. This is the match you need to watch. Coming off of that high, Triple H is with Stephanie McMahon asking how the kiss happened. Steph said she was unconscious, didn't know it was happening, and that Kurt took advantage of her. Trips tells Stephanie to stay away from Kurt, and after tonight, Kurt won't be a part of their lives anymore. So you might be thinking, after that incredible TLC match we had, what's what's got the what's got the 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 cojones um, to follow that? Um, I have your answer. It's the Thong Stink Face match. Uh, we have the Cat uh, being accompanied by Al Snow and Head taking on Terry being accompanied by Perry Saturn. Um, this isn't going to be a very long review here for this one. Saturn continues to try and cover up Terry with a towel, um, but Cat pulls the towel off and the match is underway. Um, the Cat is in most is in control for most of the match. Saturn pushes the Cat over at one point. Um, Terry then pushes Cat into the her head into the ref's crotch. Al Snow tosses head to Cat. Hits Terry, gets her in the corner, and Cat Stink faces Terry for the win. This is not the abridged version. This match only really goes for about three to four minutes. It's going to get a no contest for me. This wasn't a match. If, it, if, if you want to classify it as a match, um, it was really bad. Um, if you're on that train, the wrestling moves in this match were scoop slam, clothesline, spear, slap. Oh, and then, and then stink face. Um, all of which are perform, performed poorly. Um, 
I am so thankful for most of the women's wrestling we have today, as opposed to this pay-per-view is taking place in the year 2000. Um, I mean, in in current time, um, we just watched All Out 2020, and we had Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa, um, two of the top women's performers in the world right now. Um, but I, I guess I should be thanking this match, because um, without it, we wouldn't have gotten the progression in time to get to the women's revolution, then to get to where we are today with women's wrestling. I'm not going to do that. This match doesn't deserve it. Um, are they both beautiful women? Yes. Uh, was it very indicative of the Attitude Era? Yes. Um, is it a good wrestling match? Absolutely not. Should it have been on TV on a wrestling pay-per-view? No, it should not have. If you feel like it should, blast me in the comments below. Cut to a video package now for Kane versus The Undertaker, where it looks like Kane is coming to save Taker from a beatdown from Chris Benoit and Shane McMahon, but instead of saving, Choke slams him through the ring. He says that he turned on The Undertaker because he's a monster. Um, Kane on his way to the ring, but Taker gets the jump on him early and the bell sounds. Get to that in a moment. Brawling on the outside, Taker is constantly trying to rip, rip Kane's mask off. Um, fails, and then he ends up getting the upper hand. Kane gets a chair, but Taker counters and starts throwing hands to the body. Taker gets the chair and hits Kane in the back. This match wasn't announced as a no disqualification match, but as the name of the show is called, referee's discretion. Uh, Taker, once again going for Kane's mask, gets a little bit of his face exposed, but Kane rolls out before the rest could be pulled off. Kane grabs the steel steps. Taker avoids and hits, and has Kane hit the ring post, getting the steel steps into his face. Uh, Taker has the steps now, hurls him at Kane, hits him in the head, busting him open. Taker gets Kane back in the ring. Kane hits a low blow. Kane back in control for a short period of time. Undertaker tackles Kane and goes for the mask again, but is unsuccessful. Kane grabs the throat, but Taker takes him to Dick Kick City. Taker grabs Kane's hair, throws him to the ground, and in the process, rips off the mask. Kane slowly retreats to the back, and Taker's music hits. Um, this is a half count. I don't really know what it was supposed to be. Um, for some reason, Jim Ross seemed to think that the bell didn't sound to start the match, um, which is why I put it at the beginning of the review for this. Um, it was a really lazy match. It was sloppy. Um, too much brawling. Not a whole lot happened, honestly, other than Kane's mask being ripped off. Um, outside of that, these guys can do a lot better than this, and we've seen it in the past. Backstage, we see Trips getting ready for his Triple Threat Championship match. Steph saying he's going to destroy The Rock and he'll be champion again. We see Kurt, we cut to Kurt in his dressing room making a phone call. It's to Stephanie. Surprise, surprise. Um, Steph picks it up and pretends like it's her mother, Linda McMahon. Triple H wants to talk to her, but when he goes to talk, 
Kurt hangs up and she thinks he hung up on him. Um, shady, shady business going on. Uh, video package, though, for the main event shows a triple threat match from Raw with Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Chris Jericho. Triple H and Kurt Angle pin Jericho at the same time, leading to tonight's main event. It also goes into the on-again, off-again partnership with Triple H and Kurt and the marital strife that Kurt has caused between Triple H and Stephanie. Main event time as Kurt Angle takes on Triple H, takes on the WWF champion The Rock in a triple threat match. Kurt out first on the mic. Say people are expecting an apology for kissing Stephanie, which he does apologize, but he apologizes for not kissing her sooner. Kurt says he gave Steph more passion in their one kiss than Triple H ever could. Triple H out next, and they don't wait for The Rock to get to get out to the ring. Match starts, bell rings. Triple H really on the offensive here, takes apart the Spanish announce table, goes to pedigree Kurt, and the table just collapses under them. Really nasty spot there. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer from under the ring, and now we get The Rock out to the ring. So the match can officially start. Triple H with a swing and a miss with the sledgehammer. Rock is red hot here. Big Samoan drop and a back elbow sends Trips out of the ring. Now Rock taking apart the American announce table, but Trips gives him snake eyes on the table. EMTs are out to check on Kurt while Triple H takes control, and it seems to be just a one-on-one -on -one match now. EMTs are rolling Kurt out on a stretcher, but Triple H runs down the aisle and takes the stretcher. Rock attacks Triple H, though, on the ramp and catapults him into the set design. Rock back in control. We see Stephanie coming out to check on Kurt. Kurt getting wheeled out, so Stephanie makes her way down to the ramp. Triple H yells at her, You're not supposed to be here! Big high knee by Triple H, though, for a near fall. He tells Stephanie to get the belt. Uh, Triple H holds Rock so Stephanie can hit him, but Rock ducks and she hits Triple H. Stephanie slides out, but Rock goes to pull her back in by her hair, but Trips is there with a low blow. Triple H gets the sledgehammer. Rock briefly fights back, but Rock ends up getting a sledgehammer shot to the midsection. Triple H really focused on the midsection now, getting a firm grasp on the match. Rock fighting back a bit, but Trips hits a face buster for a near fall. Back on the outside, Triple H scoops Rock up and drives his back into the ring post. Back in the ring, swinging neckbreaker from the Rock, Trips with a knee to the midsection, and up to the top rope for Triple H. Rock cuts him off and hits a big superplex. Cut backstage, Kurt on the stretcher. Steph is pleading for him to go help Triple H. She asks him to do it for her, and he says, only for you. Cut back to the ring now. Rock crawling for a pin following the superplex, and he gets a near fall. Rock hits a rock bottom. Triple H kicks out. Coming down the ramp now, Kurt Angle staggering along as Stephanie's just dragging him to the ring at this point. Kurt trips Rock. Triple H hits Rock with a pedigree. Then Kurt pulls him out and throws him into the steel steps. Kurt officially back into this match. It's a belly-to-belly -belly overhead suplex for a near fall. Rock responds with a suplex of his own and a DDT for a near fall. 
Triple H on the apron. Rock whips Kurt into Triple H, sending him into the barricade. Kurt turns around. Rock hits a rock bottom, but Triple H recovers and pulls him out. Triple H tells Steph to get him the sledgehammer. She slides it directly in the middle of the ring. Kurt kicks Triple H in the face as he bends down to get it. Kurt gets the sledgehammer. Stephanie in to try and pull it away from Kurt. Triple H goes to punch Kurt. He ducks and hits Stephanie in the face. Distracted, Kurt gives a sledgehammer shot to Triple H. Rock back to his feet now. Throws Kurt out of the ring. Slides Triple H to the middle of the ring. Rock in perfect position now. People's elbow on Triple H. Gets the pin. I will give it a one and a half count. Um, I had it at one, but the story in the match bum bumped it up. I'm not referring um, to to the love triangle between Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Stephanie McMahon. Um, just the storytelling that you know Kurt's out of the match. It's a one on one. Kurt comes back. It's a triple threat. Um, it was a slow burn to the end of the show. Um, Rock, in my opinion, felt like the third wheel in this match, or the fourth wheel if you uh, include Stephanie. But the action was good. The crowd was red hot for The Rock. They were, it seemed for the most part, digging this angle between Triple H, Steph, and Kurt. So um, it's one and a half for me. My final grade for WWF SummerSlam 2000 is two out of five stars. The Ric Flair Award obviously goes to the to the TLC match. The Russo Award goes to the Thong Stink Face match. Um, this is a very you know start and stop show. Um, I thought the six man tag, although I gave it a low grade, was a, was a good way to start the show. Um, the hardcore title match could have been so much better um, without the cat and mouse stuff. Um, and then it could have also been a lot better. I mean, I mean, it could have been a lot worse without the scaffolding spot. Um, the two out of three falls match, um, was good. The main event was good. Um, could have done without the DX match that could have been on heat. Um, Taz and Jerry Lawler, whatever. Um, and the thong stink face match. Uh, um, like I said earlier, if you if you watch this card for anything, make sure it's the TLC match. Um, but if you're already on here for that, check out the Jericho and Benoit match. Um, goes to show you that that talent such as theirs um, was realized a little bit too late in the game. Um, and Jericho's still going today. It's crazy, you know. You know we're we're getting review after review, um, and Jericho is just everywhere at this point. Um, two back-to-back great Chris Jericho matches on referee's discretion. Well, those are my thoughts on WWF SummerSlam 2000. What did you think about the show? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. If you have a pay-per-view suggestion for me to review in the future, also leave it in the comments below. Please like, share, and subscribe to Podcast World Order for more incredible content. We're live on Facebook every Monday and Thursday. A new episode of Referee's Discretion will be out on Sunday. Uh, be sure to also look out for Creative Control, uh, starring Patrick Lilly, and Do Your Homework, starring the Dean of Old School, Dwight Parker. On our next episode, 
Um, we're going to be looking at something pretty special here. Um, I figured why not go for the trifecta of Chris Jericho appearances on Referee's Discretion. Um, so we will be taking a look at the first wave, um, also referred to as the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea from 2018. From everyone here at Podcast World Order, thank you for watching. And remember, at the end of the day, it's referee's discretion. I'm Cod Sinclair, and we'll see you next time.